0: and welcome to Cruisin' for a Reviewsin', the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Cara Westworth, and today I'm joined by the very lovely Phoebe. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for coming along and helping me out with a movie that no one wanted to do for some reason. <laughs> a lot of people haven't seen it and didn't want to do it, but yeah, it was one I've been really looking forward to
1: doing because it's one of his newer ones. It's one of his movies I feel like nobody would, would wanted to do because probably they didn't know that it existed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I I had no no idea it existed until I was looking up movies to watch and found the DVD and yeah, I think because it's one of the few exceptions to the rules to the rule where he is just doing mostly action movies now mm-hmm. and it's not an action movie. It's a drama.
1: Yeah, like a like crime procedural, a crimey or drama with
0: a bit of comedy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: it's very different to what he has sort of become known for in his later years. One of those ones that flew
1: under the radar for a lot of us. I wonder if maybe Americans were really into it. Yeah, it feels like an interesting story. Like that specific era, like the 2017, 2018. Like this would have come out just before the Mummy mm-hmm. that he did. Yep. Just before or just after? Like I think around- it came at
0: the start of the year, and the Mummy
1: came out later in the year. Yeah, I reckon the Mummy would have just like overshadowed yeah. American made and just got like lost in the waters along the way yeah. but yeah I was so surprised I like when you sent me the list of like movies we could choose I looked at this one and I was like oh man this sounds like so up my alley this looks stupid as fuck like I can't wait to watch <laughs> this um, and yeah it's, it's very interesting and I can't wait to un- unfurl pull that thread with you excellent <laughs> so because we haven't mentioned it yet we're doing
0: American made which was yep 2017 directed by Doug Lyman, who has also worked with Tom Cruise when he did Edge of Tomorrow, which is absolutely yes. one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies of all times. Oh my god,
1: yes, love it so much. I think about it all the time, and there's a sequel, and I'm oh, I've watched it so many times. And you know what? I heard that he actually learned how to use one of those mech suits. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. <laughs>
0: He's his own stuntman. A <laughs> like, joke. I'm sorry. A new, a new thing I can learn. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: He actually built one himself. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so American Made. It is. In a nutshell, it is a movie following the life of Barry Seal, who I, I don't know. He would say you would say he was a drug smuggler on one level, but he was also helping the CIA, who were trying to gather intel on Southern and Central America. Um, this was during the eighties, I guess, the mid. Late seventies 70s Late 70s into to early 80s, to mid eighties. Yeah. Yep, he's a real guy, Barry Seal. If you are aware of like Pablo Escobar and all that kind of thing, they though the cartels from that era, he worked closely with them, smuggling drugs for them while also gathering intel for the CIA. This movie is very loosely based on. <laughs> Barry yes. Seal. First of all, Barry Seal was this really big, large, jolly fellow. Mm-hmm. Apparently really nice. Whereas, you know, Tom Cruise <laughs> couldn't be further removed from Tom Cruise. <laughs> but they, they say, like, we, we Hollywoodized it, but we chose Tom Cruise because it had to be someone who's larger than life, which is what Barry Seal was. Yeah. But yeah. if you're going to get made into a, um, your life made into a movie, I want the hottest actor oh.
1: possible to be me. If they try to find an actress that looks like me for my, you know, like uh, untold Hollywood story, <laughs> I will be turning over in my grave. Like I want, I don't know. Fuck. Who instead of J- Jennifer Coolidge? Who could Who else can we get for it?
0: <laughs> You're like, where the fuck is Charlize? they're on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Charlize. You know, thirty years my senior, but still looks thirty years my junior. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the dream, is when they do a movie about
0: your life, like the handsomest, hottest person possible plays mm-hmm. you, your life existed. And especially if you're a big like personality and someone who's famous, like Barry Seal, we can go look at documentaries and stuff about him and see what he was really like. But yeah. the Hollywood version, yeah, should be fun. Oh, love yeah. it. So we'll go through who's in it. It's like a lot of people in it, but the central cast isn't hectic. No. So Tom Cruise obviously plays Barry Seale. Uh, we have Hall Gleason who plays Monty Schaefer, and we say Schaefer in inverted commas, which which will come to light later (laughs) on. Sarah Wright plays Barry's wife, Lucy. Jesse Plemons is Sheriff Downing. Caleb Landry-Jones plays JB, who is the brother-in-law to Barry Seal. And there's a lot of uh, Colombian actors and everything Mm -hmm. who portray people from the cartels, but... Don't spend a lot of time with them, I guess. It's mostly just with Barry. You don't spend and a lot of
1: time with anyone yeah. in this movie except for Barry Tom. and a little bit of Schaefer. Yeah. Yeah, even even um Lucy, not a lot. Because
0: they're the kids you barely see. Yeah, totally. There's
1: yeah. like a lot of like kind of tertiary characters in this movie that you don't get to see their inner lives at all. It's mm. just circulating. Yeah.
0: Barry. It's all about Barry. <laughs> and... <laughs> He's like the sun and all the little planets in the distance. Uh-huh, yeah. so. <laughs> Circling around him. Okay, so the movie opens in nineteen seventy eight. We see some news reels about the state of the U.S. at the time, and President Jimmy Carter talking about how first time in American history where people have thought that the next five years will be worse than the last five years mm. which I guess is probably when it, oh, everything in America went downhill from the 70s like everything was so good in the 50s and 60s for them like oh, everything was looking better and better and yeah yeah
1: it's one of those movies that has uh, I think one of my like most slash least favorite Hollywood tropes where they like start with the Universal logo and then they do a record scratch and some 70s music starts playing and then and it show to old the one. 70s <laughs> Universal logo it's like hey we're not a a regular movie we're like a fucking cool movie man <laughs> record scratch <like. laughs> I think
0: you uni- know uh, Universal were trying real hard to be something they weren't like I mean mm-hmm. they also have been, been a bit try hard but like because later in the year The Mummy came out and they started to do their spooky dark universe Complex. that <laughs> everyone's like laughs Rest about it case. I'm like fucking wish that guy I had there was so many good things I was so excited <laughs> except for like fucking Johnny Depp being in one of them so excited about that dark universe yeah
1: that- it would have been like a bunch of really good movie world roller coasters you yeah. know <laughs> and
0: also like why try and create an extended universe before you've even started the movie
1: like just See how the I first one test goes to idiots. Yeah, I know. Like if it didn't work for like the most popular movie in the world, The Mummy, yeah. like starring Brendan Fraser in like the late nineties, if they could not make that a jumping off point and like every single child in on planet Earth had watched that movie and loved it, like why do they think that <laughs> it could have happened? Yeah. <laughs> with, like big Russ playing um <laughs> Is I it, was like so a Jack- glad to Jack-well. see Mister High with him. Like, I would have lost my mind. Like, <sighs> it would have been so good.
0: <laughs> now, trying to so like make it Dark Universe, like how edgy we are, and I'm like, I know. all right, we watch the old Universal Monsters movies because there's nothing dark or edgy about them. They're, yeah, like I love them, but they're the dorkiest things in the world.
1: Totally, yeah. and again, it, like that specific reboot, I, and, and to bring it back to this movie, like one of the things that I noticed was the Dark Universe reboot felt like a gritty reboot that should have happened ten years prior yeah in the same way that this movie has that sort of like whoa man we're not a regular movie we're a cool movie we've got like a real gonzo journalism approach to like our editing and like quick cuts and kind of like exposition dumps and stuff which like I said before I'm like man this movie would have been awesome in 2005 yeah like it really doesn't feel like a 2017 movie no you're Um, right not to say that I hated it but it was it was just mood wise very odd like Mm. it felt kind of out of place for the the time that it came out yeah
0: and would have worked like everyone people have always been obsessed with Escobar and all the cartel mandala whatever it's called whatever the name is uh the cartels and everything wasn't a certain time that it had to be made totally but yeah there you go did it come out
1: the same time as did you say Narcos? Marcos no
0: I think it must have come out before I didn't actually check the time frame of that because I watched this within the same year that I'd watched the first season of Narcos.
1: Yeah. And
0: which is why, like, if I hadn't watched Narcos, I would have been like, this movie's whatever. Yeah, yeah. But because I'd watched that and I was hyper aware of the history of yeah. with P- Pablo Escobar and the cartels in Columbia and everything, that this was, like, an extra little bit of information about the American side that I, they didn't really cover as much. So, yeah, that sort of brought it all together for me. But, yeah, they didn't. it didn't need to be made around then. It could have been made, yeah, earlier. It's but so interesting. If you... The, <laughs> If you listen to my last episodes about last samurai where I tried to do lots of research, I started to do it for this and there's just so much. Like they talk about the Iran Contra affair and yeah. all that stuff and I'm
1: like, What the fuck? And I'm looking at I'm like, Oh, there's too much. There's like you don't need to be doing as much exposition dump as the movie does because they've got that shit covered <laughs> <They do>. well <laughs> and truly. And they're like alright, we've got like 30 years worth of newsreels, we're going to cut up like as quickly as possible and have Tom Cruise kind of try to briefly narrate like 30 years of CIA so It's mis- Probably when they do like
0: you know, films about modern history, there's like so much, whereas you know about the Samurais or about medieval times, there's not much written history so you can yeah. play around with it and then when I read about Wikipedia, I don't have to read five thousand fucking tabs because I'm like, "What the hell is that? What? What is that?" Uh, so yeah. Anyway, a lot happens in this movie so um, that we're not going to go super into detail because if you want to look it up, please you do. Might get us. <laughs> Listen to True and on, or Pod. watch this. <laughs> or watch this. Watch the movie, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So Barry is a pilot. He clearly is quite bored with being a pilot, like just for like a like commercial
1: airline. Yeah, commercial airline. airline yeah.
0: yeah. And like, you know, at one point they see him, he's a bit bored and he fakes turbulence because everyone's sleeping and he like that sort of stuff. Uh, on the side, he is smuggling cigars from Cuba. And I guess he's not doing a very good job because someone from the CIA who is Monty Schaefer, he meets him at a bar mm. and sort of says, we know you're doing this and we like your style. Can you sneak around taking photos of people in Central America so that we have some intelligence? on them and I think they're taking photos of
1: like... Was it like communist?
0: Oh yeah, it was basically the, the, the whole... Like- red panic that they were having in the 80s and 70s and 80s. So they worried about all well, the communists were trying to take power in certain countries and they would just wanted him to fly over really low, take photos and see what they were doing. And he was doing that, doing a really good job and, like, he got upped for into more tasks, I guess, where he was going to Panama and the colonel there was, like, trading state secrets to America for mm-hmm. cash. So he would give them, take the cash, take the secrets. Yeah, yeah.
1: Noriega. Yeah, Noriega, General Noriega was yeah. selling secrets in order to get get money while he was also being hired by the cia to take photos of training camps and stuff like they were just making him do so many random yeah. like, jobs
0: and like so illegal like
1: but because of the cia who was letting him like yeah. he literally walks up to him in a bar and he goes hey barry i like the way you do crime would you like <laughs> to do crime for the cia <laughs> instead <laughs> (laughs) Um, you can't I don't have any business cards and you're not allowed to lodge any invoices but I will give you a bag full of money yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) they set up a shell company for him like what they call the IAC which is like the independent aviation consultants which is just a play on CIA
1: incredible which
0: I don't know I didn't actually see if that was true but that seems like something lazy that they do they're like just the IAC that's good enough the creativity (laughs) it's endless (laughs) yeah so when he first tells his wife about it, she's like, what the fuck do you know about business? Like, he's obviously a very a smart man to be able to fly planes and helicopters and stuff, but he's obviously got no business sense or anything. So she's like, what the fuck? So he pretends to fly for the airline for a while and then eventually just quits because he's like, nah, I'm having too much fun being a crime guy. This all happens within
1: the first like four minutes of the movie as well. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, starts out as an airline pilot. May I just say as well, at no point do the writers or director of this movie go, we want you." you to like this person (laughs) do you know what I mean they're like oh yeah like he's some dickhead who is a pilot um who kind of like acts like a larrikin like you said like he fakes turbulence so he's like on a long-haul flight he's kind of bored shitless while he's flying the plane and then in order to kind of like spice up his like you know day-to-day life he just like puts the plane in a nosedive temporarily (laughs) to like wake up people and like suitcases (laughs) fall on them and I think the idea is that you're supposed to go ah what are this fucking this fucking (laughs) guy This fucking guy, he gets it. He a, hates the nine to five, you know, uh, can't stand it. He's actually destined for greater things. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like on this side, like smuggling cigars and shit. And then Dom Hall Gleason, the CIA guy, comes up to him and he's like, gives him no context, like absolutely no proof that he's from the CIA. Like clearly this character, Barry Seal, is like desperate for an exit yeah. no matter what. So much so that he asks no questions. He's like, oh, you say you're from the CIA. Fair Fantastic. Where the fuck do I sign up?
0: (laughs) Well, I think he basically kind of forces him a little bit, but also makes it sound so appealing because he says, We've bought this plane for you. It's all set up and it's your plane. And he's like, fuck,
1: yeah, my own plane. You're right. He does He does kind of, like, threaten, oh, like oh yeah. if you don't want to be my patsy or, like, do my bidding, then yeah. he might send you to prison. Wink, wink. And then uh, it's also like, mm,
0: and how's Lucy? Like, mentions the wife and everything. So yeah. it's like, don't you have another kid on the way? And he's like, but I don't think Barry for a moment goes, oh, this is dodgy. He's like, hell yeah. Yeah. I can, yeah. But I think he does, he is a little bit forced into it, but also just fucking goes for it too.
1: It is, like, a really interesting lesson in that sort of, like, friendly threat. Like, Dom Hall Gleason's character, the entire time they're having this conversation. And sorry, we can totally. Yeah, yeah on. No, it's but fine. This, this initial kind of meeting between those two guys, where like Dom Hall Gleason's character is so threatening without ever being rude or yeah. upfront. He's just kind of like wide eyed, smiling, this sort of like just friendly kind of like marketing guy appearance mm. but yeah, like on like this kind of like dark undercurrent kind of running through that, yeah. that maintains through the whole movie as well. well. Like,
0: and he does things like, that, like a bit later on where Barry. He's like thank you for saying I do I'm doing a really good job but like you understand, I have two kids another on the way like and I'm not making enough money to sort of support my family and I'm doing a lot for you and he's like I need more money it's like okay well you work something out and like almost it out. being like do crime like whatever yeah yeah that's true like it was yeah. kind of giving me permission to like okay well if you find some way to make more money while you're doing all this fine we don't care yeah as long as we get what we want which is fucking wild like
1: <laughs> It's amazing.
0: Like the fact, like at a base level, all of this did happen. Fucking boys, I mind. Like the 80s were a time. Like, oh yeah. It <laughs> was no rules. Fuck me. Yeah. Wild West. So there's a cartoon where they actually explain the Cold War. Very, like, the sorry, the, they explain what the situation is really briefly. Mm. They talk about how during the Cold War, the Soviets were helping communist insurgents in Central America. Um, the CIA wanted pictures of these insurgents and countries like Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Panama. Colombia, etc. Yeah, there was the whole Cold War panic where they didn't want these other countries to become communists. I'm like, fuck off, America. Who cares? Like, I just hated Russia that much, I guess. I don't know anything about this part chapter of history.
1: So people are probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? We need a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode that is like, I am very stupid. <laughs> <I'm> so <laughs> the whole
0: 80s Cold War thing, I actually do not understand. Like, I would love to, I need a really good documentary that will sit, like, dumb it down for me and explain it all. But I love watching Cold War movies as well like it's
1: dense and also like when it comes to this specific part of that like era as well like the C- there was this great tweet that was doing the rounds recently that was like if you name three things that the CIA has actively admitted to doing then you sound like a, a complete insane person a that conspiracy family- theorist yeah, yeah you sound like a, a conspiracy theorist yeah giving weapons to the Taliban and like all this kind of shit in order to kind of stir up trouble in like different countries and that kind of thing like yeah it's it is an incredibly dense part of history that this movie very clumsily tries to like tell the story but also make it seem like an American win yeah do you know what I mean where they're like listen they're doing all of these extremely horrible things and ruining people's lives kind of just letting people die or outright murdering people but it's set to some great rock music
0: Like, yeah, you know, this over of, like, all of the horrible stuff. Like, they briefly talk about what Pablo Escobar did and how he became a terrorist because he didn't like the way his country wasn't letting him do whatever he wanted. And then it's kind of like, mm, he's started a war with the government and they're just like, that, that's it. And, like, meanwhile, he blew up a passenger plane. So he killed one person and killed, like, 200 people in the process. <gasps> like, this
1: movie kind of dines out on a lot of assumed knowledge. Let's yes. put it that way. Yes. So it does It does a lot of, like, kind of little tidbits like that cartoon you mentioned yeah. where it's like, all right, here's, like, a very brief introduction to the Cold War and America's role in it. And then it also goes, all right, we're going to assume you know everything about the drug cartel in Colombia. Yeah. And Which we're just going to move on from that. Is that all right? I wonder yeah.
0: if this movie was marketed just to Americans, kind of thing, mm-hmm. because Americans probably do have more knowledge about that sort of stuff. But then, why would the average American know? I don't know. It's it's one of those things. Like, as Australians, for some reason, don't know that much about it. My mum's probably like, I know heaps about it. What the fuck are you talking about? But me, no, no. as a.
1: There's people listening to this right now, like pulling their fucking hair out, just like, you dumb bitches. <laughs> what are you? talking about fucking read a book listen let's get back to the cruise <laughs> side of things because <laughs> it's the only it's thing it's we can really like listen <laughs> i'm sorry to, i keep branching off into we, fucking history no, I, I don't know it. we've got like the authority on the subject right yeah <laughs>
0: So like yeah, he, they showed like a montage of him flying over all these different countries and talking about go flying over the countries almost getting shot down by some of them like at one point he the engine nearly blows up <laughs> random montage of fucking like talking about his wife and I'm like okay well this is Listen. as soon as there's sex in movies I'm like disgusting I don't want to know about I mean, it like, oh my god <laughs>
1: like covering your partner's
0: eyes <laughs> I'm like no don't look
1: so, it's like Timothy stop that I actually hate Tom Cruise in sex scenes as well <laughs> to me yeah
0: I, I don't think of him as
1: being a I know sexy person he doesn't have a big sexual energy yeah that I don't feel like I I wanna I want
0: him <laughs> to be like my cool yeah my cool best friend who lo- teaches me how to stunt drive a yeah. car kind of thing and I will hug him also because I'm like you made so many good movies thank you but otherwise yeah like yeah sexy I mean sex scenes in general made me feel a bit sick but yeah Tom Cruise <laughs> I'm like no I don't want to know about this I know Uh, (laughs) dad stop it especially because he's like a dad dad age and is a dad
1: oh yeah Yeah. he's 21 years older than his girlfriend in this movie and they
0: didn't even like and when i say they didn't make choose tom cruise look like at least they had brown hair like at least it was a you know if you wrote down some of the shared features you'd be like okay fine but like she and the actual person that she's playing so different like this oh, of, yeah. Completely different woman with dark brown hair. Like, anyway. It's, oh. Nobody
1: wants to see regular people in the movies. Apparently. Never.
0: Never yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah he, he's been pretending to work for TWA, decides to just give it up. Like, just, while well, they're mm. checking all the equipment. He's just like, ah, fuck it, just leaves. Fails. Which is everyone's dream. As well, it's like, I feel this movie appeals to American, like American men especially, where it's just like, do you just want to fucking go table flip and leave? And, mm-hmm. like, he, he gets to do it and just kind of do things his own way and, like, everyone can get fucked. Co- we go to Columbia in 19. So this is where he starts getting involved with the cartel sort of stuff. Like he's trying to fill up his fuel for his aeroplane and it's locked and he gets basically hustled into a car and taken away. He's like kind of has no choice because they come out and they've got guns in their belts and then he's like, okay. He's uh, actually meeting the Medell... Medellin? Medellin? Medellin. I can't... Yeah, the L- double L's is like, yeah, also going to butcher this. I butchered Japanese last <laughs> last time. I'm going to fucking butcher around, it around the world, baby. vanish <laughs> This time. Um, I had to write... So one of the leaders of the cartel is... His name is written like George, but it's actually Jorge. Yeah, and so I had to I had to write it down because I'm like, you're gonna say George like a fucking asshole. That's <laughs> not how it's pronounced. <laughs> so yeah, he meets um, Jorge, uh, Carlos, and Pablo Escobar. So they're actual, famously the leaders of the Medan Cartel. And they basically give him an, it's too good, like an offer that's too good to say no to, which is they need him and his plane to smuggle cocaine back to the US. And they're like, we'll pay you $2,000 per kilo. And that is a lot of money. Like in early 80s money, like $2,000 a kilo. Like it's it's a fuckload. They seem to think they can smuggle heaps and heaps of cocaine, but he can only take so much in his plane. Because also they've got the added wonderful, hilarious time of they've got this tiny short runway on top of a mountain and everyone who's tried to have got, has just crash the plane this immediately. This is my favourite
1: part of the entire movie Mm. this whole sequence where because it's one of the only times in the movie it actually stays still Mm. for like 10 minutes yeah the the whole movie moves so quickly and they're bouncing around and they're like all right now it's 1984 now we're current times where he's filming and narrating himself and chatting about his history and all that kind of stuff but like in this one sequence so he's landed in Colombia and you know he's just finished a mission for the CIA where he's taken a bunch of photos and he's done his bribes and all that kind of stuff he gets pulled aside by the cartel like on the side of the road while he's trying to like fill up the gas for his plane. And then they basically kidnap him and they do the exact same thing that Dom Hall Gleason did, yeah. which is we love the way that you do crime for the CIA. Yeah. Would you like to do it for us as well? But you know, in that very kind of like fiercely friendly way where yeah. they're like, look, we would love for us to do this friendly or, you know, if you don't want to be doing this, then we'll just kill you basically. yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah. Uh, There's no threat of prison. This is just, oh yeah, we'll like throw you off a cliff or whatever. And So he knows that he can't say no. He knows that he's probably got free reign to do crime with other, you know, for other businesses, not just the CIA. So he says yes. And he's got this this incredible sequence where, like you say, they're trying to offload 150 kilos of cocaine and get him to take it up to the States. But they're like got this camp on top of a mountain and the runway is like only a couple of hundred meters or whatever. And so there's all of these crashed planes like everywhere. and they're like yeah don't worry man just like fucking you know take off and and you'll be fine and he's looking around at all of these crash planes and he's like uh, uh okay like there was is an actual sense of danger in yeah. that scene and it was like this kind of being assaulted from all directions kind of thing and I thought it was like a really good kind of tableau and you know he does make it like mm. just by the you know skin of his teeth and he like takes off and they kind of have like the story of how he drops, you know, ends up dro- dropping cocaine off oh, in yeah, he, Florida they were and like stuff.
0: Just when you land, just take it in. He's like, no, I'm going to get caught. I'm going to fly over the flats in Louisiana, which is where he's from, yeah. and drop it off. And you just have people there collecting it. And yeah. if I don't land with it, then I'm fine. Because then when he just cleans it and then he lands and they check and he's yeah. like,
1: all sweet. Yeah, he invented, you know, the, the movie's basically saying, oh, like Barry Seal invented air dropping drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before then, like everyone was so stupid and all they did was try to like land the plane and they just had it in a suitcase so that was stupid but like until Barry came along and he like invented dropping drugs from an airplane and like oh man weren't they so lucky to have him (laughs) yeah he doesn't question this like I guess
0: do you question this like he like these guys are obviously a big deal and do I get to have a say no like he's he probably is a kind of happy-go-lucky person he's like all right this is a lot I've been given I'm just gonna enjoy it while it lasts kind of thing like he doesn't think about it too much Whereas I'd be like this is fucked going into hiding this is
1: well because at this point it's like his character has been oh like he might be a patsy for the cia but he's still in control of his situation and then like you know once the cartel kind of come into the fray it's like no no you're just like a patsy for everyone like Mm -hmm. it's not just the cia like you are like literally so dumb yeah
0: Oh, one of the ways he avoids radar is by he flies really low and so when they, he sort of pops up on the radar they go oh no that's near an oil rig and they have helicopters so, so cool. like, I guess the 80s were a time before technology really started just going up and up and up and in like with home electronics and everything but also like that sort of just tracking yeah just track that just general tracking and right? yeah there was, so there was so much like you know things you can't even imagine doing that's why there were serial killers and shit serial in the 80s because yeah, no exactly. mobile phones yeah. if
1: you wanted to kill someone you just like open their window which was unlocked nobody <laughs> locked their Doors. Nobody and locked their windows. As long as you
0: discard yourself, you fucking get away with it for the rest of your life
1: if yeah. you weren't too stupid about it. And if you want to run away from the police, you shave your head <laughs> and, and you drive one suburb over. Yeah. And they're like, it's like in GTA when like the um like the map is flashing yeah. red, and all you need to do is like hide behind like a post box for like five seconds, and they're like, We tried everything and we can't <laughs> find him. He's just gone. Yeah, he's g- like he's turned into a puff of smoke. Like, <laughs> should we talk to the cops over there?
0: Nah, just move on from that.
1: (laughs) Which actually literally fucking happens in this
0: movie too.
1: Well, that's when, what the 80s crashes
0: the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's well, what the 80s are like. So if you've ever, like, oh. I don't know if you're a true crime person, but, like, with the Golden State Killer, the reason why they never had anything on him for so long is because he he was smart enough because he was a cop briefly. Mm. He knew that all the different departments do not talk to each other. So he just has to move to a different area, commit the crimes, and they're never going to tell each other. So they're like, that's the thing. Like, you could get away with crimes so easily in the 80s. It's fucking, it's so embarrassing. Like, I wonder if they all look back and go, holy shit, we were so bad.
1: Okay. Oh, my God.
0: So, yeah, he avoids detection. Uh, he has all these sneaky ways. So even though he seems to like to be a dumb man, he does some very smart things sometimes. You see him catching up with the cartel a few times. Pablo Escobar is kind of like, we want you to fly straight away. And like, they're <laughs> obviously, this is a wild thing about this. So I don't know if you've heard like the tales from like Pablo Escobar where he would lose millions a day from rats eating the money because it was just the way he stored it They would spend two thousand dollars a week on Jesus. rubber bands for the money
1: i don't know. <laughs> anything i am so clueless when it comes to this so, specific part like of they American were so History.
0: keen to like keep getting the coke over and get the money but they literally couldn't spend it like so yeah. Pablo escobar had um i think he had a couple of shell companies they would launder money through but they just literally couldn't catch up and then so they would just yeah there's anyone in this movie just hide it bury it in the backyard things like that and i'm like why do you need to keep making this money why do you stop like it's obviously yeah. not about the money yeah it's about out. like the power and the yeah. and then the thrill of doing Deception
1: it as well right like if you stop earning then you're losing just your do it for fun then stance? if you don't need I the know. money just do some drugs you know <laughs> just give it a crap and so he's at
0: he's in Colombia with the cartel leaders and while they have this conversation the dea come and raid the house where they're at and so barry gets mm-hmm. caught and he goes to a Colombian prison where uh schaefer comes and He's, he's there, obviously there to bail him out, but also like gives him a hard time being like, hmm, you know, you're not part of the CIA, you're a drug smuggler. Like mm-hmm. This is kind of what you get. Also, your wife's going to be, like now the police are aware of it, they're going to go and raid your family home and take your wife That's in for true. questioning, just FYI. Because she's been
1: none the wiser this yeah. whole time, supposedly. like While he's been working for the CIA and drug smuggling, his partner back at home and with his young kids still thinks that he's I guess just running a legitimate airline yeah. Business, or like a passenger plane business. Or yeah.
0: Whatever. Yeah. Because I guess if you don't, in the 80s, you know, women weren't meant to know that oh, sort yeah. of thing as well. So who knows what she was thinking. So he does get released. And they also have another little thing where they talk about the Nicaragua. Nicaragua, Nicaragua. Nicaragua. okay. They having a revolution so the people who are in charge now are communists and Reagan's like, we got to get them out and the freedom fighters known as the Contras, they want them to succeed so they basically want to start arming them and getting them to overthrow the current people in charge so that the communists aren't in there anymore. No yeah. thought, like these Contras aren't, these guys don't like them so we'll just let them try and take over without any care about whether or not they're mm-hmm. actually better or not.
1: I'm going to be honest with you. When I was watching this movie, I was watching it last night, like chin to my chest with my like iPad on my no. stomach. I'm watching it. I paid $5 to rent this movie <laughs> on Apple
0: Yeah, why is it fucking streaming anyway? But I know.
1: I know. Well, I mean... I feel like nobody's heard of this movie because it's not on any streaming yeah. services. They probably buried it because of the trivia we'll talk about later. <laughs> um, I swear to God, like, as they were talking about this entire portion of the movie, I was just like, I haven't actually listened to the words that are being said <laughs> right that's, now. That's why but, I'm here. Because yeah. so, I like, said i like,
0: kept rewinding. I, I had to put the subtitles on. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck's happening here? So,
1: Dom, Dom Hall will just, like, keep turning up and being like, oh, yeah, we're not doing drug dealing anymore. We're doing gun dealing. Oh, we're not doing gun dealing anymore. We're taking people up to America now. Like, it's, uh, yeah... He's been upping the game the entire time, but the whole time I was watching, I was just like, "I'm like, I'm sure this won't be important later. That's
0: fine. Like, this is thing we could get so in depth with this. And okay, if you haven't, if you weren't following it, that's fine because I've watched this movie enough. I appreciate you." times where I have a little bit more of an idea and I've done a little bit of reading but Mm. I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty basically Reagan wants the fucking communists out he wants these other guys who you know Don't have any structure or anything, but they want them to be in because they're not communists, basically. Mm -hmm. And now Barry is taking guns. So he's taking guns to Nicaragua. Fucking can't pronounce that name. Um, I was like writing it out. I'm like, oh no, I think it sounded quiet. Nicaragua. Fuck. Fuck. He also has to keep doing the cocaine thing because when he's every time he talks to the the cartel guys, they're like, uh, you need to do this on Friday. And he's like (laughs) They're like holding up a gun to the phone. (laughs) 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 Like, listen, buddy. (laughs) And by this point it was pretty well known. Known that, so the cartel, especially Pablo Escobar, loved car bombs. Like, mm-hmm. there's anyone who pissed him off a little bit, come up in traffic, fucking car bomb. Like, they would just car bomb. So that would have been in Barry's mind. Like, they didn't talk about this part of the movie, but being aware of that, that he would have known. Like, if I have to keep them happy, because they're like, it's riskier dealing with these guys than it is the CIA. The there's CIA a threat I, of
1: death, constantly, ever present. At least the
0: CIA would just like shoot him and be done whereas there's a risk of him killing other people because the fucking car explodes at any possible time totally
1: so. but that said like this movie i feel like it's funny how there is this sort of like omnipresent threat of death if he doesn't kind of do the bidding of his captors mm. um but the movie is really toothless i feel and that there's really no violence mm. except for the Car bombing later in the yeah. film. Like, there's no drug use. There's very little drinking. Like, nobody smokes yeah, there's in just this a few. movie. But, like, it, it feels like for a movie that is so, like, trying to be so bold mm. and, like, Hey, men, we're not, you know, we're cutting the shit and telling you the real story about what happened. Yeah. Man. Like, there's, they're also like, oh, but we're not going to show any drugs. Or like, you know, oh, we can't have anyone smoking. Or like, but they're
0: fucking, they random fuck, but they even the fuck. But even the but even like, sex scenes yeah, are like pretty, completely
1: toothless. Like, yeah. everyone's fully clothed. Yeah. Um, fully clothed sex. Like, it feels like, dare I say it, a, a Scientology approach to a kind of like wacky gonzo journalism movie where they're like this movie has been cut down so much that there's no characters except for Tom Cruise. They've like rung the censor bell every time someone's like maybe Tom Cruise should do some drugs in this scene and they're like absolutely not. Tom Cruise (laughs) does not do drugs in movies. It's not allowed. (laughs) Like I
0: wonder... The, my two thoughts of that is that either Barry was kind of blissfully unaware of all, the, like, mm. all that stuff, but he kind of like, – he must have known – everyone knew at the time what Pablo Escobar was doing, but they never go into, like, how evil they were and they don't talk about, like, how the CEI were, like, manipulating politics in other countries yeah. for their own nefarious reasons. Like, yeah, you know, everything's kind of just like, hmm, this is just how it goes yeah. and so. either either it's – that's what they think Barry would have been experiencing it like, or they're just giving it like that American sheen that, which totally. Doug Lyman's not the kind of director, I maybe mean, he's, I haven't watched a lot of his films,
1: where he does that. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like Doug Lyman's kind of hit and miss with, with his movies, but like, it almost feels like this, because like, they never kind of go into Barry's thought process in any mm. of this. It's like this movie is a series of things happening to Barry versus stuff that he's doing, mm. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no decision process ever. It's just like, so oh, it's taken take it out of his hands. There's a deleted like, scene.
0: So some of the deleted scenes probably would have helped with this a bit, but obviously mm. the movie was going to get too long. But there's a bit – so when he's doing business, he – doesn't use his phone line at home. He uses public telephones yeah. and, a, and a beeper. They have a scene where they're trying to tap the lines. So yeah. so he keeps – as soon as he see, he's watching the guys in the phone companies running up the poles, to try and tap it, and then he changes lines. So they're running down, like they're doing that. And then it got to a point where it was so complicated, it was going through so many phones, he actually bribed someone, like a private contractor, to put in extra phone lines into these things. And so, yeah, like that's how he was able to get away with it because they couldn't catch him because they couldn't keep up with him. That's so he cool. was too much, he was much cleverer than them. So, yeah, like they actually showed that was a bit of the process of yeah. how he was getting away with it, you know, because the CIA isn't telling anything to the FBI or to local law enforcement or anything. So yeah. they're trying to get this guy for doing this other stuff. The CIA aren't willing to protect him. They're just going to let him do what he wants to do, but though. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was a really fun little like. This is how That's he so got around that, cool. yeah. I love that. that yeah, so it was, I think there was a little bit like, yeah, they cut out things that probably would have explained a bit more instead yeah. of just like kind of like blind, dumb luck. They just like, oh, I fell into this money-making venture and I fell into this Totally, thing. yeah. I tripped over and then a bag of mullet
1: money just <laughs> fell into my open arms. I was like, how did this happen?
0: whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Schaefer busts him out of jail, like plays his bond or whatever. Mm. Gets him out, says, okay, but we can't do anything. We're not local law enforcement. You need to sort out yourself with your wife and getting raided by the local uh, sheriff or police, whatever. And he's like, well, what the fuck do I do? So we'll get out of Louisiana. Oh, actually, we have a house in Mina, Arkansas that you could go to. So it was all, it's all orchestrated, I guess, because basically they want him to move to Mina, Arkansas, because there is a little airport there. Like a single runway with a little one little hangar, but they want him to take that so they can actually ramp up what he's been doing, and which he he does. And like, any, any upset he probably has about the whole moving thing, and like his wife's obviously Paul like moving to this shitbox house mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, and you know, just having to, to uphold the whole lot. because like our kid's having a dance recital tomorrow. He's like, we've got to move
1: right now. Uh, yeah, like that, that's you know, classic stressful scene where he like comes home all beat up at like four oh, I'm and he's missing like a pack a <laughs> bag right now we're leaving the house immediately and like you know the like the wife character or girlfriend character is just like oh yeah sure like all right, let's 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 do it. Like, smash cut to them, like living in Arkansas. Like, the CIA is just like, we're going to do witness protection, but just without the protection. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're just going to get you to move to Arkansas. Well, I guess that, that was something they could
0: just be like, well, if you're in a different area, if you're in state, like, you're fine. Like, again, but doesn't it doesn't yeah. help that the FBI were already onto him and the FBI yeah, yeah. have jurisdiction across the country. Yeah.
1: But anyway, if you just close a door and they're on the other side of the yeah. door, if they can no longer see you, you should be That's good. what it was yeah. being a criminal in the 70s in <laughs> America. <laughs> oh, my Lord.
0: One of the things he was doing was, yeah, taking guns to the Contras. They actually weren't that interested. They actually just wanted money. Mm. So, like, they bash him up and steal his shoes and his glasses when he first gets there. When he tells Schaefer, Schaefer's like, uh. so when he goes back, he goes to the baseball bat, but he also brings him booze and porn to like, here's some presents. Now, here's some guns. And they, they're not interested at all. So, he works up this extra deal where he's like, well, they're not really interested in the guns, but the Medean. <laughs> Co- the cartel Love very interesting guns. In guns so they work out so he takes the guns to Colombia, gets drugs drops the, some of the drugs off to the Contras who then take it by boat up smuggles some of it then he smuggles the rest up like it's all very complicated but basically almost none of the guns are going to the Contras at all it's going to the worst possible people but Barry's kind of like well no what Shae's not listening to him he's like just get the guns the Contras it's fine so he's like okay well I'll work out my own shit to do he's like yeah. I don't have KPIs bitch yeah, <laughs> exactly <laughs> like and then if you go to Schaefer, like getting in trouble, like, like why, is, why are there so many guns going to the Medan And he's like, I'll make a call. He's like, Barry, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just doing what you told me to do. Like, there's no accountability or anything like that. It's, yeah, fucking wild. He ends up hiring four men to keep up with the workload, who are all pilots as well. So they're all shooting off and doing. And also um, when he gets all the guns and everything to send to the Contras, he, what's his name, Schaefer, gives him this map and saying, these are all the things you need to avoid. Like, these are where they're contextual. Mm-hmm and radar this is where this in the jurisdiction so he, he actually has a specific map that he just flies through so yeah that's
1: why they can get away with it this is like they just keep upping the ante and upping the danger like they kind of keep putting barry like the cia keep putting barry in these dangerous positions where he gets caught so the cia have more on him mm. so they can keep you know extorting him yeah. to do more and more dangerous missions that you know are putting him at more risk he's not getting much money from them so he has to keep doing yeah these kinds of other sort of like underbelly jobs in order to maintain his now quite extravagant lifestyle in Arkansas. One thing that I like about this particular part of the movie is how, like, this is the first time you get to see Dom Hall Gleason character Schaefer, like, at the CIA. Yeah. And so you get to see, like, how, because at the beginning of the movie, it isn't entirely clear whether the CIA actually know that Barry exists. Yeah. So it's like, oh, fuck, is this Schaefer guy just some, like, rogue agent just getting Barry to kind of doing his bidding? But then as the movie kind of trickles on, you get to see that it's actually a lot more boring than that where yeah they're like oh yeah like how's your guy in Arkansas going and he's like ah fine yeah. you know, and like that's as much as the CIA kind of like knows or cares about it yeah. at that point and it's like this much more kind of like trivial bureaucratic kind of like you know passing conversation where you're like oh man like this guy's like risking it all his life is in tatters like you know he's kind of making these big movers and shakers and mm. you know across continents and then further up the line they're just like oh yeah so like that guy that takes photo is like good bad no yeah yeah, like it's all good (laughs) yeah yeah not bad yeah that's it (laughs) yeah kind of evil (laughs) in its mundanity yeah
0: (laughs) it's like yeah what you imagine hell to actually be like like so you got that that bad shit happening yeah Uh just take it off the list yeah oh yeah
1: like just absolutely like you know like not not a bead of sweat or a raised (laughs) eyebrow in the room you know
0: Following to that, there we talk about how Schaefer is saying, Well, we don't know what's going on with the Contras. Mm-hmm. They're not overthrowing the government like we thought they would. So we're gonna bring some up to train them the American way and then send them back. Problem is most of these people who are from like a fairly poor, you know, Central American country are like, Oh yeah, I'll come to America, bye, and just later out they of are. there. <laughs> they just immediately so yeah, they talk about later where like half of them don't ever make it back. Like they just get to America and just bolt. Like they show them, like they get there, they land and go, hmm, nice and just <laughs> run off
1: of really good visual gags in this movie just a lot of kind of smash cuts to yeah. that like those little scenes where it's like they land the plane and then like five people just like like run yeah. out, like immediately out of the plane into the bushes
0: and what is Barry Care
1: like he's like fuck. yeah.
0: Well, I'm yeah. doing. I did what you want, and then you you can deal with the fucking nitty gritty of that.
1: No KPIs, yeah. no <laughs> checks and balances, as far as yeah, I can see. So he has
0: to bring so many in because they all keep running off. So Talk about fucking stressful. Like, is all that money worth it? Maybe. Well, we see the money's worth it because they actually show them getting the house extension built. So this tiny little like three bedroom house in the middle of nowhere is getting like renoed the fuck out of it. Like, she they've got big TVs, and the house goes from like looking a normal house to this fucking mansion. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't just knock it down and start again, but they just there's a big pink mansion kind of thing. Oh, Barbie mansion. It yeah. looks beautiful. I love it. <laughs> the big pool and everything. So by now it's the summer of 82. He gets, you know, the shell companies to launder money. So he's like, shows people they're hiring. She's like, I can't wait to learn about sign printing, sign making. And he's like, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Love sign making, yeah. done it my whole
1: life, know so much about it, so much
0: knowledge. <laughs> so yeah, it just has a few of those to, to launder money, through, which I think is the, to me, sounds like the fun part of crime. Like when, have you watched Baking Bad? Yes. So yes. When, when they have the car wash and like they have to use that to like, that to me is, that's a bit, if I was in crime, I'm like, I'll oh, just be the money launderer, just going through and going, oh
1: yes, you're getting your
0: car wash and like putting that through. That seems like the safer part of the crime.
1: Uh, yeah, again, I feel like that part of the movie, again, it felt like there was so much left on the cutting room for of like Yeah, because how they, they, they introduce the problem where they're like we simply have too much money <laughs> and we can't do anything with it we're hiding it in the horse stable <laughs> we're burying it in the backyard like it's falling out of our pockets we just don't know what to do with it and then like they kind of smash cut to him going into a bank and they're like oh you know welcome to the bank Mr. Rich Guy like the only rich man in this entire yeah. like <laughs> tiny tiny little town in Arkansas we've actually opened up a whole new vault just mm. for you to put your money in but at no point does it kind of give any explanation or exposition about, like, how he's getting away with it? Yeah. It's, it's kind of, of... Yeah. And there's a weird bit
0: too, which I was trying to work out and it didn't kind of click for me until later. There is one of the few black characters in this whole movie where he is kind of like looking into it and i work out he's the fbi
1: fbi yeah, later yeah.
0: and he's like why is all this stuff like happening in me this tiny town in arkansas like and he goes and sort of looks at it and they kind of don't touch they, it again till much a later but, but thread
1: that just gets cut off yeah. before it even begins yeah and it's so confusing why it's even there yeah it totally sets up this thing of like oh the money stuff will be his downfall. And that's how you yeah. find out when it's like, oh no, <laughs> no, this is completely different. We just did this for funsies. Like we, we just filmed this bit just cause, you know, he actually goes through how much I actually wrote
0: down how much money he had at that point, And I was like, I would like to have lots of money so I can buy all the obnoxious things that you can see in this room. More and more of them. But this is hell yeah. Like, fuck me. Like he said, I have 10, 10, 12, 15 million in these three different banks in Mina. He had 40 million in Miami, 20 in Panama, seven in lawn bags, eight, Samsonites four buried in the woods this is all millions of dollars and 90 pounds of gold like that's, amazing like that's too much money and like Lucy's like one of the kids dug up on your bags of money and there's money flying he's like oh I'll
1: deal with it in the morning and like and all of that you know like if you break your leg that's what it costs in America you know to get like a spin so thing, <laughs> that's what it takes one of the
0: special features on the DVD where they actually talk about the real Barry Seal, and it's just his oldest son talking about what he knew about his dad and everything and they say like he when everyone at his funeral was like the kindest man if I you know he found out your business was, wasn't doing well he'd just give you $50,000 and go I don't want you to pay me back or you know they put my kids through to college Like, you all know, these good things and I'm like that is really nice
1: but also you're so like he has to do something with the money like mm. I can. There was a throwaway line about that in the movie where Landry, cop character. Mm. Did you ever watch Friday Night Lights? No. It's uh, i meaning to, yeah. Yeah, like Meth Damon, you know, yeah. from, from yeah. Breaking Bad, like that guy. Um, he pops up. And again, another plot thread that doesn't get yeah. followed through with where he's kind of set up as like, oh, well, maybe he'll catch Tom Cruise's character. But like, again, it just doesn't kind of yeah. quite happen. But like, yeah, he does have that throwaway line where he's like, hey, he's really good for the community. Like he does yeah. really help he, people he, out have you know. been
0: bribing him with like like uh, season passes to the local football games. Yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. a bottle of expensive alcohol and yeah. his partner who works with him in the sheriff's office is kind of like, hmm, and he's just like, oh, yeah, but he's doing so much good for the. And also I am but a sheriff, lowly sheriff. Yeah, there's nothing he could fucking do <laughs>
1: at all. But in fact, Jesse Plemons is what I look like when I'm hungover. <laughs> I love him
0: so much. I love how yeah you we know, were all like he's like the poor man's Matt Damon, and now I'm like fuck Matt Damon. Jesse all the way.
1: Jesse Plemons like sucked out all of Matt Damon's handsome like over the last ten years. He looks great. Oh, have
0: you heard what back on Matt Damon was doing lately? Oh how his god.
1: child had to tell him not to Yo. use gay slur. Um, also, have you seen the trailer for that horrible shitty movie that he's going to be in, like the medieval um, jousting movie? No, oh god. Mate, it's like Matt. Damon Damon is in his flop era like so uh, I will cool. say it was it was him in the Great Wall movie right yes that'd yeah. be fucking
0: rules like you think I've, I've never seen it so I it's one of those ones a bit like Last Samurai we like this just seems like a white savior kind of uh-huh. you know an um, American Hollywood movie trying to whitewash uh, yeah, yeah. another country no so this is a, a Chinese movie that they just got Matt Damon in as so that it would appeal to American audiences as well yeah And also Pedro Pascal is in there, which means immediately I'm going to watch it. And it's a Chinese movie and it's the coolest stuff. Like it's... This very kind of like fantasy. A fantasy movie, yeah, because right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Some of the people who defend the Great Wall from the Mongols are like these women on these poles that go down and like chop heads off, and like it's oh, really. I think like, I've seen that. And I'm like, like, fuck Madness yes, yeah, of, like very rude. Yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. cool. So yeah, that's the last thing I've seen Matt Damon in, and I was like, oh, okay, I don't hate this. And that was
1: that also 2007. Probably, <laughs> I feel like that was a lost movie of like that era. Yeah, because well. we were
0: all like, this is ridiculous. Why is Matt Damon in this? And I'm like, no, no, no. This is a China going. Oh, we're going to appeal to white people by putting. A token white person in yeah yeah. and we're gonna make him look like a
1: fucking idiot
0: (laughs) as well (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Make him look like a fool A goddamn fool
0: <laughs> And doesn't Don't worry He can do that by himself By using gay slurs Until his child Has to write a, like an Man. essay To explain why that's wrong Why would you tell people That why, story he's like, Look
1: at this quirky story Everyone's like What the fuck Dude <laughs> Like you can tell so much That like This is what happens When celebrities talk Without their agents Kind of like Pre-approving everything Because you can so tell He was like Man this was a really good Learning moment for me, and just kind of like really, everyone's to like, looking at like,
0: their watches, like it's twenty twenty one. Monday,
1: he's trying to like frame it as like this, you know, kind of like heartwarming story. When everyone's like, "Wait, what the fuck? Are you saying that you've been saying this word to your kids this whole time?" Why would you tell anyone that story? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Fucking idiot. Ben Affleck wouldn't say that. No, Ben Affleck the next day went out in a shirt
0: that said love is like a gay pride shirt. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I don't say this. Look at me. And everyone's like, yeah,
1: Yeah. we like you. We still like you. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, have we noticed, cannot be successful simultaneously. The, the what do you call it? The coin is flipped. Yeah. Ben Affleck and J Lo back together. Ben Affleck, you know, looking good. Looks like he's probably stopped drinking a little yep. bit. Matt Damon saying the f slur yeah. on the internet in a, in a shitty, horrible movie that no one likes. You know, kind of like Ben Affleck as well. Yeah, but the
0: two of them are a pie, and you can't. Yeah. There's like either you've got more of the pie or less of the pie. Like there's no. Yeah. And what, every now and then, one of you sneaks some more pie, and the other one has to just be like, oh, okay.
1: They actually signed a deal with the devil yeah. when they started writing um you know when they when they made that movie was it goodwill hunting yeah yeah like these dumb asses have never written a word in their life (laughs) they signed a deal with the devil and the um that was the condition yeah like the monkey's paw kind of like you know finger closing is that oh like you know only one of you can be successful at the same time and you
0: are oh we can we can trade. and then when it happens they're like oh fuck this sucks
1: God, incredible. Okay, so Jesse Plemons, Jesse,
0: <laughs> like good, what a good lad. Fucking yeah. love him. Barry takes Lucy to a party with it. So Lucy obviously understands what's going on here, and mm. I guess it seems like they grew up kind of war. Because at one point she's like, "If you if you're going to jail, like I will just take these kids back, back to KFC, baby, back to KFC." And I went mm. like, "Obviously, like what are you going to do? Be like, stop doing this." And he's like, "Well, I can't." And she's like, "Well, I'm going to do leave you with no money." Like, and also it'd be fucking great, like the excess of the '80s, like it'd be like hell yeah I get to be like the people in Dallas mm-hmm. and I get to live like this like it'd oh. be hard to say no when yeah. you're getting away with it for so long so absolutely
1: I feel like she made the decision when he woke her up in the middle of the night and yeah was like we're moving to Arkansas don't ask any questions and the kind of implicit agreement mm. was sort of you know came along with that where by moving to Arkansas we've decided that we're cool with it
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just gonna see where this crazy roller coaster takes us uh-huh. baby uh, on their way home he flies them home and they have all the presents in the back of the car. I don't know what that's for. But anyway, they fuck while they're flying and, oh God, and I'm like
1: so painful. I fucking cringe I'm like oh,
0: I'm cringe cringing myself into another dimension, just thinking about it. So the reason why that happened they decided to do that is because apparently <laughs> Rocky. Two fucking dads coming up with a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. So Tom Cruise and Doug Liman were in a plane and when they were flying, they must have gone, like that feeling when you go really fast over a hill mm-hmm. and you kind of feel like you're floating, and that must have happened in the plane. And they that and they bumped into each other and they're like, let's make this a sexy thing. In the movie, I'm like, or don't. I can <laughs> see this conversation
1: playing out in my head. Like, oh, imagine if we went yeah, our the, two co-workers and it was a boy and a girl and they are bumping yeah. ugly. So. Oh, like, no. this, like doing lines on their like private jet just go, oh, you know, it would be fucking sick. (laughs) Easy float when there was turbulence. You were actually, like, nutting. It would be (laughs) fucking awesome, actually. Oh, yeah, no, that's great. We're keeping it in. We're keeping it in. (laughs) Just, like, putting, like, a big green tick, like, on their, like, notes, like, a, like, a, uh, a script written on a napkin, <laughs> just like oh, fucking fuck. knobheads. It's oh, so bad. Fucking dweebs.
0: <laughs> that happens and I'm like, oh, this is this is the part where I tap out. No, I keep going. So, yeah, I think based on time, we might have to leave it there. Um, we'll leave it on the excellent thought of as they, gravity affects them, she falls back on Tom Cruise's dick and they all make faces and I vomit everywhere. Yeah. And I'll leave you with that. Just nice no. beautiful mentality.
1: <laughs> And there's so much more to happen. Oh, my God. I didn't know we'd have so much to say about this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is the first 10 10- minutes it's a movie I'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding um jesse plemons has so much more to give no. in this yeah definitely isn't
0: like fucking forgotten for most of this movie yeah. or anything. um okay well, we'll leave it there and we'll continue with a part two
1: of the movie before we go where can we find you online phoebe you can find me on phoebeparadise.com and my shop like you can buy some wares through my web store there or find me on instagram at, at Phoebe Paradise. If you know the person who owns at Phoebe Paradise, it is a dead account. Please help me report them. It would be really nice to get rid of that uh, period point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to rename my thing to Creepy Cara, and someone has Creepy Cara. I'm like, get out of here! I want it. Bitches, yeah. come Sucks. on. <laughs> um, but yeah, please. Go check out Phoebe South. She's an amazing artist and does the coolest stuff ever. And yeah, you should all go treat your eyes to have a look at it. As for me, it's Tom Cruise Reviews on Instagram. Tom Cruise Review on Twitter. No S on the end. TomCruiseReviews.com. If you want to rate and review me on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast, that would be very much appreciated. My dogs have decided they've had enough. So we're going to leave it there and we'll catch you next week. Yeah.